0: Father Gary DeRoshi is joining us for Straight Talk this morning, and um, people are very interested in your service as a veteran. Okay. So um, if people have questions, uh, you can change the conversation any way you would like by calling 877 Again, the number is 877 or you can submit any questions that you may have on Facebook. So, Father Gary, um, if you are just tuning in he shared with us um his life as a veteran and his life of service within the military and then also as a chaplain and he shared that during the first um segment of our show this morning um so someone is asking father can you share any more powerful stories about being a chaplain during your years
1: of service
0: People They're, are fascinated. <laughs> there's
1: just not enough time to <laughs> because as I, I sit here and think about the different aspects, as uh, Deacon Paul had asked in the break, what was one of the remote areas to be c- celebrated and it was on christmas uh, christmas day i was flying around with the general he was visiting his troops in the mo- he
0: just says that nonch- nonchalantly i was just flying around with the general <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i was his cargo and there was three different remote sites that we were going along and it was along the iraqi iran border and as we were flying across the desert, we were so low to the ground, it almost seemed like you could just step out and ride the camel that was, we were flying over. And so I get out to this remote site, and we're going to be there for a little over 30 minutes. And so I get off the helicopter. The general goes his direction. I go to wherever they're planning on having mass celebrated. It might be the uh, MWR ten. It might be the cha- It might be in the uh, the kitchen. It might be in some office. So it, the guys on the ground are already predetermined where that's going to be. Yeah, the, they they I mean, know I'm coming, so okay. they set up. And sometimes it's on a vehicle. Yeah. You know, it's wherever. And so I they just direct me where I'm going to have mass. And, and sometimes it's one individual, and sometimes it's twenty. It all depends on the location. And this happens to be, it was one soldier there who was Catholic who desired to be able to go to Mass on Christmas Day. And, and so I was finishing up, and as I was getting close to the end, the general's aide was standing at the end of the tent pointing at his watch. And I'm just going, I'm not going to hurry the Mass And so I walk toward the helicopter, and the general's standing there. He goes, Chaplain, I was going to about leave you. I said, Sir, I'm the only Catholic priest you got. And he's Catholic.
2: <laughs> the general's Catholic. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so we did th- these three sites, and the third. So wait
2: a minute! What did he say to that? <laughs> he he, did, he didn't say anything. And so that's pretty salty to say to a general. The third. What was your ranking? You haven't told us. Oh,
1: okay. I, at that time, I was a major. <laughs> and then you were dropped down to what? <laughs> no. And he's the two-star general. Yeah. And so at uh, the third site, um, I also kind of said something else to the general, like. If you stopped talking so long, I would be able to have more time with Mass. I... <laughs> but I got to my helicopter fast. <laughs> but at the third site, it was really interesting because uh, I had a large group there for, for uh, Mass, and, and as I was walking toward the helicopter, the general had already told them to close up the door. It's time to go. And I wasn't on. But the guy at the door refused to close the door. Even though the general, general gave him the order, it was time to go. We're going to leave the chaplain. The guy at the door, he saw me in the distance, and he would not shut the door. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if that guy had a job after he got back, <laughs> but it was just showing that he, was, he knew the chaplain was coming, and he was not going to leave the chaplain. Out on the, isn't that just? To me, that's just such
2: a comforting thing. Because sometimes you sit and you see how secularized our society is becoming. It's just yeah. crazy, and I often wonder how long are we going to coexist with this, this secularized society, and yet have a combat force that welcomes that honors. Right.
1: Well, that's our what champions. they're
0: fighting for: the freedom of religion.
1: Yeah. You know. um
0: one of the things.
1: What, what another beautiful story is uh, a soldier runs into the chapel, and at that time I was talking to the other chaplain who happens to be the post-chaplain. He, he was a major, as, as I was. He was a Southern Baptist, and I'm the Catholic. Kid walks in, and he goes, I'd like to talk to a chaplain. And he goes, well, I'm Baptist, and he's Catholic. And the kid goes, well, I'm Baptist, but can I have the Catholic? <laughs> oh, really? And What's ki- behind that? We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> my story. <laughs> he comes into my office, and he sits down, and he starts talking, and he's sharing his, his journey. In about fi- 45 minutes to an hour into his, his journey, he looked at me and goes, you're different. I said, what do you mean? You're not trying to kick me out of your office. I said, well, there's only one person that trumps you, and that's God. And I've already celebrated Mass for today, so you have all the time I have. I said, you notice in this office there is not a clock. And so about two hours after we started, he got up to leave, and he turned to me and goes, you just saved my life. And the Baptist minister fine gentleman, but he had a meeting with the colonel in 15 minutes. He would have gave the kid about 10 minutes, and then he kicked him out. But because of my position there, I really had no obligations because I was the traveling priest, that whenever I was there, I was there. And that was the beautiful part of my ministry, is that I could spend whatever time I needed with individuals. And he needed two hours. And he need he needed to release that. Yeah. And then he was fine. Um, I, I had oh, sorry. I had one soldier who they called to and asked if I would be able to see him, but I was out flying around. And so I got back the following day, and I went and checked on this soldier, and the, his NCO said, "Well, he went and talked to one of the other chaplains, and." He told him he has to come into counseling for the next six, seven weeks. But if you would spend time with him, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. And I said, sure. You know, he, he wasn't a Catholic soldier, but as a, as a chaplain, I'm, I'm there to minister to any of sure. God's children. And, and so he was a mechanic. He's 18 years old. And he was just notified that his grandfather had died. And because he had been home already on uh, vacation, he was not going to be able go to go back. home. And his grandfather raised him like his own dad. And so he was really uh, distraught. And so I took him away from his Humvee, and we went to the chapel, and we sat there for a while, and we talked. And and I could see him getting antsy because he also smoked, and you can't smoke in the chapel unless you're incense. And so (laughs) I said, why don't we go outside so you can have a cigarette? So we went outside. And we talked a little bit more, and it was about lunchtime. I said, let's go to lunch. So we went to lunch, continued the talk, and after lunch, he went back to work, and I went and talked to his NCO, and he goes, So, how many times do you think you need to meet with him? For what? He just wanted to share his love for his grandfather. He wanted somebody to know that he has an emptiness right now because his grandfather died, and he won't be able to be at his funeral. He's fine. I don't see him as a risk of anything. It's just that no one was listening to him hmm. and And so he was part of my security team, well, the general security team that I took possession of mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Father, um, for those of you that are just tuning in, we're talking with Father Gary DeRoshi this morning. He is a veteran and a priest and has served as a chaplain, and it's also straight talk, so people are submitting questions to Father Gary. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be about the military, but um, it seems to be a popular topic this morning. 8777950122 is the number you can call if you have a question. 8777950122. We have a Facebook question. Father Gary, as in other parishes, there seems to be a shortage of Catholic priests in the military. How can parishes support soldiers away from home so they're not proselytized by other chaplains of other faiths or is that forbidden?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> wow. Well, the second part of that question is, it is forbidden, but I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I had the pl- privilege of as being the chaplain traveling around Iraq and Qatar and Saudi Arabia was a lot of support from parishes back to the United States who would send materials... Uh, Religious uh, materials specifically are Catholic. And in Qatar, because we were the r &R site, I would receive a lot of rosaries and things of that nature that I would then hand out to all the soldiers coming in from Iraq and Afghanistan who may not have that opportunity. Uh, To be able to, uh, if you have a youth group, just sending simple greeting cards to the kids you know, from the kids to the soldiers. Uh, When I was in Qatar, uh, I had a group of students that sent little posters of thanking us for serving. And so at the chapel, outside the chapel wall, I put all these on so that as the soldiers were going to Mass, they could see, you know, all these cute little artworks done by the kids. And uh, we also had where they we handed out letters from parishioners to the soldiers on uh, especially on special holidays christmas ho- Thanksgiving Easter, just saying that the people back home haven 't forgotten you and what does that
2: mean then when they when they receive because because sometimes people back here may think may think oh you know that's just gonna, that 's just going that won 't get distributed or whatever
1: how is that received? You know, my experience, it it was received uh, very well. I had a a colonel uh, that was right there. He was more excited to be able to pass out the letters to the different soldiers because he recognized that many of these young soldiers have little kids at home. And when they see these these letters from kids, you know, it connects them to their own children.
2: When I listen to you tell this story, Father, I can't help but go, you know, I teach... I teach CCD to ninth graders, and think about how easy that would be. Mm-hmm. How, you know? What if all of our parishes, and we cover a lot of parishes with, with Real Presence Radio, what if all of our parishes did that and sent that in? What would that mean to, to all those men and women over there? Um, who would they send that to?
1: Well, if you have a unit in your area that's, that's gone, you can, you like can send it to their commander uh, because you don't know if they have a chaplain assigned with them or not. Like for myself, I was an asset from the Pentagon, and so I was sent from the Pentagon to Iraq, and then the units there got to share me. Okay. At any given time, I would have 20, 25 different locations I was to ensure coverage. And so I covered from Baghdad to um, Kuwait. Okay. You know, And, and so at, at any given time, I was all over the place. And so to give it to the commander, and the commander can hand that up back to their chaplain or to someone who would would be able to do so that. how do they
2: find out the address of the commander or the is, is that something
1: if it's from a, lo- a local unit it'll be from the national guard or unit the guard. you can go to the guard yeah. and they can give you that address All right. yeah.
0: uh, well and father andy young who's also part of the sioux falls diocese right. is a chaplain and i've interviewed him before and he's talked about being flown from one ship to the next yeah. ship you know and and seeing some of the the soldiers on those ships and so to bring it into perspective, how long could someone go when you're overseas like that in combat before they see a priest? How, how a long question. in between these visits?
1: Yeah. That goes back to that soldier that came in for confession. Yes. He said, "I have this is the first time I've seen a priest in 14 months. Wow. He was without the sacraments for 14 months. When I hit Qatar... It was um, shortly after, or, well, actually shortly before uh, General Franks was handing the reins over. I was looking at, we're standing up the uh, r r site, and they were talking about the shortage of Catholic priests in Iraq, and I was in Qatar. We knew we were going to have these flights back and forth every day. I went to my commander, I said, well, uh, why don't I fly to Iraq on Monday? fly back on Friday and provide Catholic services on the weekend here in Qatar. And my commander said chaplain I've had 20 I think it was 26 chaplains on this installation since I've been here. I've had a rabbi you are the first Catholic priest that I've had. You're not going anywhere. Hmm. He goes you can do whatever you want in this country but you're not leaving the borders of Qatar i 'm going, okay, but with that, he allowed me to be part of the local community mm. and so in Qatar there at that time they had seventy seventy five thousand Roman Catholics being served by p- five priests in Doha, four of them from permanent I- residents yes. of Qatar yeah,, yeah. four uh, from India and one priest from the Philippines and so when I met these five priests, they they asked if I would help with. Mass in in town. And I said, I'd be more than happy to if I can. And they go, So how many languages can you celebrate Mass in? I said, I try English. (laughs) And with that, I had I would help with the Saturday Saturday morning Sunday Mass. Sunday in Qatar began Thursday night and ended Sunday night. The priest just could not get you know, everybody to Mass mm-hmm. on Sundays. And that's one of the things that, going back to the germ, Sunday was when the priest was there. We can't, you know, we can't control travel. And so in Qatar, it was Thursday night to Sunday. We we celebrated the Sunday liturgies. And that's why Vatican II said we're going to open
2: up um, the, the the Saturday night Mass to all of us, right?
1: Yeah. But and they just expanded that. We, we expanded it because it, it was, uh, I had the opportunity to sit at table with the Bishop of Abu Dhabi there in Doha. And he looked at me and he goes, So, Father, you've been a priest for how long? I looked at my watch and I go, Oh, today's my anniversary. <laughs> he goes, Really? How many years? I go, My first So my first anniversary as a priest was celebrating Mass with the Bishop of Abu Dhabi in Doha, Qatar.
2: Wow.
0: Aaron on Facebook has just submitted, uh, Good morning from snowy southwest North Dakota, Father DeRoshi. Thank you for your service. Your stories of the men you help in Iraq just now brought me to tears. Thank you for being there for our servicemen and women. Please pray for my son, a soldier in Washington, D.C., and my son-in-law, an Iraq war veteran. God bless you. So, can awesome. we take a moment and pray for those that are serving us right now?
1: You bet. Well, as we, on this Veterans Day and on the feast of Martin Tours, the patron saint of all soldiers, may the Lord be with those who continue to serve, especially those who are in harm's way, that the Lord may protect them from any harm and that they return safely to their family and friends. And for those who have given of themselves in the service as veterans of the armed forces, May their hearts and minds be forever guided by your love. For we ask these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.